0: We're gonna slow it down today. So thank you to everybody who's popping in. I just wanna say again, hey everybody, how you doing today? Today we're talking about sexual shame, and this is a really heavy topic. And I think I think, yeah, like I was saying, the universe is encouraging me to slow down, not only for myself, but for the people who are gonna consume this content. This is not an easy topic, and I think I'm just so used to being on the go and I'm so used to having conversations like this, like boop 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 boop. Uh, but uh Yeah, it's not an easy thing to think about, talk about, but this is a, this is something I do want us to be liberated from and be free from because shame, we live in a very shame based environment and things like that. So with that being said, we're just going to keep it rolling. Okay. Let me know, drop some comments. Let me know how you're feeling today. Send this live to three to five friends that you think would be interested in talking about sexual shame today. And also send the podcast to friends who you think would be interested as well. And hey, I would encourage you to make a bold move if there's if there's someone in your heart or in your mind that you're thinking about while you're listening to this podcast, feel free to send it to them and ask them like what do you think about this? If you want to talk about it let's let's chop it up and also if this the, if this conversation encourages you to seek professional help, I am definitely definitely an advocate of that and if excuse me if excuse me, if you need support finding resources. Don't hesitate to reach out. Even if you're in another state, Google is not in one place, okay? I could literally pull up Google right now, and I would do that, period, okay? Anywho, I want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who has been streaming the videos and listening to the potty. I appreciate uh, you so much. Thank you so much for the conversation that takes place from Sunday to Sunday. It means a lot, um, and you know the conversation doesn't end here, and I can't, I cannot, have the conversation without you um to the street team it was just me and my friend alicia yesterday however the street team for tst is something that i definitely want to continue to do and develop i was just out with my friend yesterday and we passed out flyers and hung up flyers on community boards getting the word out there in the community um and um, shout out to two scoops sense of style urban lights All all three of those are black-owned businesses in St. Paul. Please frequent them. And also The Wedge and Cafeta. I don't know if I'm saying their name right. Thank you so much for allowing me to hang up my information in your stores. Uh, And also, if you want to be a part of the street team and you're not in the Twin Cities, I can definitely shoot me your email and I'll send you the PDF flyer for the sex talk. And I would be grateful if you hung it up in like your favorite uh, mom and pop coffee shop. Not like Starbucks or car- Caribou, nothing like that. Like, I, I, I want that real connection, I want a genuine connection with folks who consume this content, okay? Um, bonus potty alert. Uh, potty is short for podcast. If you are curious why I keep saying potty, bonus potty alert, okay? If you did not see that I posted a bonus podcast earlier this week. Yes. I, bon- I it, it's only on Spotify. I didn't make a video of it, but it was called the 90-day grace period. Now, some of us have heard of some of us have heard of uh the 90-day rule, meaning you don't sleep with a person you're interested in until after 9 days of you dating them or courting them or being around them or whatever it is that you guys are doing, okay? Um but I don't necessarily like the word rule. I like the word grace period or guideline. I feel like not everything is one size fit all, and so I definitely like to um, keep my mind open or keep my language universal as pos- possible. So the ninety day grace period uh, was a really great discussion, and I definitely read myself in that conversation. In the midst of the conversation, I um, in the midst of the conversation, I just did not tell the truth. I did make a video. <laughs> I sat right here, made a video about the 90-day grace period. I don't know why in my mind I said that I didn't make a video. Maybe that was my intent. For future references, when I do do bonus podcasts, they may or may not have a video to them. But that's the exclusivity, okay? You know what I'm saying? You got to move around a little bit. But yes, there's there's a video and a, 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 a Spotify and podcast link as well. Sorry. I, that just slipped my mind. But, um, yeah, I definitely read myself in that conversation. And I re-listened to the conversation multiple times. I always re listen to these conversations with that one. I, I definitely dropped some gems on myself in that conversation. I'm just always, like, spewing out the information that sometimes I have to re retake it in. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute. What did I just say? You know, that's why I always say I'm preaching to the choir. Updates. So, I want to answer a, a few questions about the questionnaire. Okay. Um, First and foremost, thank you to the people who have filled out the questionnaire. If you're curious to know what I'm talking about when I say questionnaire, if you follow the sex talk on Instagram, you get an automatic message that says, thank you. Um, It's a genuine message to all the followers because I genuinely thank you. Actually, it's an automatic message, but I send it myself. I see every follower and I send it myself. Um, But uh, I start off by saying I want to set the tone to let people know that you have you have space here. I want to have the conversation with you. I want you to uh, be included in the conversation, the topics the, the discussions and so those questionnaires is the first introduction to the sex talk, but it's your opportunity to fill it out and um, and um, speak to what it is that you hope to uh, be discussed on the podcast or you know on Instagram or wherever you're consuming this content right And so um, just FYI. If you fill out the questionnaire or shoot me a DM with the idea that you have, your idea is more likely to be addressed via the questionnaire rather than the DM. okay? So when you take the questionnaire, if you haven't already, put put all the ideas or all the things that you're interested in talking to talking about because I check those often. I can lose your message in the DMs, okay? Um, and to answer people's questions, those those questionnaires are 100% confidential, um, and it's optional to put your handle. However, uh, I do appreciate if you do put your handle on there. But I do not share that information with anybody. I'm just curious to know where you found the Sex Talk at, um, and and you know how best I can, you know, reach people and everything like that. I'm always curious to know those things. So if you haven't yet filled out the questionnaire for the Sex Talk. Go back in your DMs, go to the sex talk TV. I'm sure it's there sitting waiting for you. I send one to everybody who follows the sex talk and thank you to everybody who have already um, completed the questionnaire. Okay. Um, And also it sets the tone to let you know that it is coming. Yes. I might address the topic. I might address the topic that you're talking about within a different conversation. That's the main topic number one. Number two, I want to make it very clear that when I do my research or when I look into a topic, I'm, I'm viewing it from a specific lens. I'm a cisgender, female, queer, black woman with Christian-based values. So I'm going to t- consume the information from those lenses. For example, um, and so I do not center whiteness. I do not center white experiences. And so I, if you're looking for that type of lens, this is the podcast like that, that could happen on. I'm not saying this isn't the podcast for you because you're still welcome here. However, I just want people to know I'm, I'm centering a specific lens and I'm viewing it from a specific lens. And so that's the way I take and receive and give information. But that's why I say I can't have a conversation without you because my lens, my experience is one. Boom. I'm always open to have dialogue and hear other people's perspective because I learn a lot. Does that make sense? What do you think about that? How you feeling? Drop a comment below. Let me know how y'all doing. Are y'all kicking it? Do you got a little drink with you? Are you eating? Are you consuming this podcast on a Sunday night like right now live? Are you consuming this podcast later in the week? Are you commute to work? Are you just hanging out? You walking your dog? Tell your dog I said hello. Arf, arf. And just keep enjoying this podcast. (laughs) Anywho, so today we're talking about sexual shame. Let's define shame, right? Number one, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Number two, of a person, action, or situation makes someone feel ashamed. Now you guys know I can't stand that when the word is used in the definition, but whatever, okay, <laughs> okay. And so, in a, in addition to defining shame, I went and uh, looked up the definition of slut shaming, right? Uh, so the the definition that I found of slut shaming is the action or fact of stigmatizing a woman or engaging for engaging in behavior judged by, judged to be promiscuous or sexually provocative. Okay. For me personally, when I first read that uh, definition, I would I would have took woman out of there because I th- I believe any gender of people could be slut shamed. But I digress. What do you think about that? Um, when you think of the words sluts, hoes, bitches, what gender and pronouns come to mind? What 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 what, what do you think about that? Okay. And then when you uh, when you think of the groups of people who are at the brunt of these unjust stigmas and stereotypes, who come to mind? Yeah, I don't know. It could be. I just have my lens. I have my perspective. I can't speak for everybody else. But what do you think about that? Would you change the? Would you change that slut shaming definition? Who who's at the brunt of sluts, hoes, and bitches? Who who comes to mind? What pronouns? What groups of people? <laughs> um. Yeah. Me personally, I think these words are universal, like I said. So when it comes to our human vibrational frequency, on the human vibrational frequency chart, shame is identified as the lowest frequency, okay? So I don't have the image in my phone, so I can't necessarily pull it up and show you guys. However, if you Google the human vibrational frequency chart, you'll see that it's like an upside down triangle it's like a continuum and at the top it, the 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 top of the uh the frequency chart is enlightenment, peace, joy and love, just to name a few. And then at the bottom the last three are apathy, guilt and shame. And so when you think of shame and you think of it being at the low like the the last one on the human frequency uh chart I just wonder what kind of posture we would have to carry to live out of shame. Or like to vibrate out of shame and things like that. So you hear people saying, I don't I don't like their vibe. Oh, I caught a vibe. Or I'm on a different frequency now. I'm not even I'm not even, you know. Imagine imagine when you line with people imagine people who align with folks who frequent with their shame. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How do you how do you how do you give off a frequency of shame? What kind of posture do you carry when you feel ashamed, or you know guilty, or apathetic, and things like that. So that was that. Was, like I want to know what you guys think about that when it comes to the human, uh, human vibrational frequency chart, and shame being literally the bottom of the chart. And please take some time to Google that chart if you've never seen it before. I think it's very interesting, and it enlightened me in some ways too. Like, like that's at the. I should really be more aware of these things. Um, But yeah, and then you hear people say, like, you are what you attract and things like that. Um, Yeah, whatever. What do you think about that? Um, And then I'm curious to know what chemicals are released in our brain when we feel shame. We talk about serotonin. We talk about happiness and things like that. What chemicals are released when we feel shame? Um, So when I looked up, when I looked that up, I got a few facts here that I'm going to read. Like, like fear responses, the challenge response releases stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline in order to get us going, but it also releases oxytocin, which soothes us and motivates us to connect with others, which helps our brain learn from situations. Our brain triggers a fear response in order to protect us from further negative emotions. As a result, bursts of stress hormones motivate us to enact safety strategies such as dominance, aggression, blaming, denying, justifying, submission, or avoidance. Okay. Um, yeah. So when I was looking, when I was looking up chemicals that are released in our brain, when we feel shame, cortisol and adrenaline came up. And I can only imagine that when we, when we are, uh, the, uh, the stress hormone, right? So I can only imagine when we're feeling shame, we are stressed out. And when stress when we're stressed, we release cortisol and adrenaline. So what is cortisol? Um, Think of cortisol as nature's built-in alarm system. It's your body's main stress hormone. It works with certain parts of your brain to control your mood, motivation, and fear. Your adrenal glands, triangle-shaped organs on the top of your kidneys make cortisol. It's best known for helping fuel your body's fight or flight instinct in a crisis, but cortisol plays an important role in a number of things your body does. For example, it manages your body's uses of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, and also um, keeps inflammation down, regulates your blood pressure, increases your blood sugar, controls your sleep and wake cycle, and boosts energy so you can help, so you can handle stress and restore balance afterwards. What do you think about that? Okay. For me personally, when I was, when I was looking into this, I thought about when I uh, started to get more in tune with deep breathing, meditation, and yoga, I heard a lot of, I heard a lot of uh, outlets or people that I was following or, you know, articles talk about cortisol in a very negative way. But when I s- sought it out for myself recently, it sounds like cortisol has pros and cons to it. Like most things in life there's a balance. So I can only imagine if we, if there's this chemical that has pros and cons to it, if we get too much of it, it can, um, like I learned that cortisol supports, um, like depression and weight gain. So it sounds like you don't want too much cortisol in, in your body, um, for it to, for your body to experience those things. But if it's fight or flight or, instinctual things or it can help uh, reduce inflammation or regulate our blood pressure and things like that I can only imagine that a balance of cortisol is really important for our body and I didn't know that kidneys produce that's where it's created what do you think about that okay <laughs> um, moving forward how, how can you inflict shame on yourself how can you inflict shame on others what does shame look like or sound like can shame be a good thing? These are questions I had to really sit with and ask myself. Have I ever shamed anyone? Has anyone ever shamed me? What does that look or sound like? Was I, inten- I intentionally doing it or subconsciously doing it? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What does it sound like? Like have you no shame? Or you should be ashamed of yourself what context are we using these things in right and so, like I said in many conversations before i have uh i grew i have a more uh christian ba i have more christian based values and things like that and so I wanted to share an experience of mine and some and uh actually a scripture that came from the king james bible I want to say the New Living Translation, right? To explain what I'm about to explain, right? So, like in most church settings, shit was taken hella out of context, right? Way out of context. And I've spoken spoken multiple times about how um, the churches I grew up in were shame-based environments, and I'm sure I'm not the only one here, okay? Um, So, for example, in Matthew... 18, 15 through, uh, 15 through 18. It says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the uh, the offense. If another, if the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one another, one or two others, with you and go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take the case to the church then if he or she or they won't accept the church's decision treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector because back in the day tax collectors were just the scum of the earth i guess <laughs> uh I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Now, that is in the Bible, but that shit was taken heavily out of context. In this story, how you're probably wondering, right? But in this story um, that I'm about to tell you, that that was the that was a part of the justification for the behavior of these spiritual leaders I'm about to tell you about, right? So When I was a little type, okay, um, I was in a children's auxiliary at the church I grew up in and we had youth leaders, youth leaders that were like in my age group, right? I'm 28. They were probably like between 20 and their twenties and thirties and stuff like that. And so like most humans, most youth, they, uh, took a liking to each other and they, um, you know, spent time together and. Sometimes they got physical and sometimes they, you know, birds and the bees. Um, and so the spiritual institution I was raised in, um, the, the leaders above our youth leaders caught wind of what was going on with the youth. And our youth leaders uh, were, I, I'm assuming that they were held accountable behind closed doors. And they like, hey, y'all got to chill out. Well, I, boom, I guess that was, that was not the case. Guess they didn't chill out, right? Don't blame And then fast forward, it got to a point where um, three of the women who are part of these uh, groups and settings ended up getting pregnant. And I'm not saying like they, like whatever they were doing, none of my business. But the point is my youth leaders, were brought to the front of the church to confess their sins to everybody. And so I, a little youth, witnessed my youth leaders be publicly shamed, and that traumatized me and consciously told me that God is mean, angry, petty, and a a seeker of revenge, and I feared God in a very unhealthy way because of this. Okay? And so what had happened was they were brought to the front of the church, and they had to confess all their sins, and they had to confess, like, yeah, I'm pregnant, and this, that, and third, third, blah blah, blah. On a Tuesday night at Bible study. Why am I in these people's business? Why do I know this? I don't really care who they're sleeping with. I actually don't even want to be here. Is how I was feeling. But that that really, I did not really address that. It's something that lived inside of me, but it's, it's a trauma that lived inside of me that I never fully addressed um, until I want to say a few years ago when somebody, I was, I was at a different Bible study. Mind you, I've I tried a few different Bible studies because, you know, I just want to know God, you know, I just want to know the word, blah, 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 but anyway, I digress, but, um, yeah, uh, I want to say it was like, I was like 25, 26, I can't remember, but the Bible study I was at, the, the leader of that Bible study asked us, in the plan, they were like, "How do you fear God? Do you fear God?" And I was like, "Well, what, what do you mean? Like, am I scared of God?" And they were like, "No. Like, do you have honor and respect for God? Like, do you do you honor God?" And I was like, "Well, I actually don't necessarily know what that means, but I was always taught to fear God. I was taught that we fear God, and things like that. Yeah, very directly and indirectly, right? And so, I explained this story, and it was the first time I ever said it out loud. But it's always lived in my mind. And on top of that, what's even..." <laughs> It gets worse, right? It gets worse, and also, like I say, if this if this is bringing up anything for you, I want to encourage you to, and you want to consume this podcast, please take it as much as you can at a time because I know that I'm not the only one that have had these experiences and I know that this conversation is not just bringing things up for me so I want to say don't feel pressured to consume this content all in one sitting because I know that sexual shame and the conversation around shame and spiritual abuse is heavy it's loaded so please take your time consuming this content okay um but anywho uh yeah I never really fully processed this this information, but it always lived in my mind. And on top of that, back in the day, um, back in the day, like in the early, ni- late 90s, <laughs> I want to say it was early 2000s, because I was like 12, 10, 12. Mind you, I'm, I'm 10, 11, 12. I am getting hormones. My body's developing, things like that. I'm changing. And then I get this message from the leaders of the church that I'm at. So I'm like, oh, sex is bad. Sex is a horrible thing and deviants do it. But then on top of that, not only were they shamed in front of, they, they were they were shamed in front of the Tuesday night Bible study. But on top of that, um, back in the day, we used to record our sermons. We used to record the services and everything, right? And so that that, that night was recorded And a part of fundraising for that church was you can purchase the Tuesday night and and Sunday day services to support X, Y, and Z. And so their story was captured on a consent tape that people could purchase later in the week. And so if you weren't there or you didn't hear the latest gossip, you can buy the tape and hear these people publicly shamed over and over and over and over. Um, And I want to hold grace for my mama, but I'm going to call this out, right? My mom bought the tape and played it in the car. And so we we, we listened to it because the sermon, the sermon for that night was in that tape too, but that part of the sermon was at the end. And so I had to, re, I had to listen to that multiple times. And I think that there were so many unconscious older people in my life that did not understand how problematic that was. And I like, I still like, I've run into my old youth leaders uh, still to this day, like you know, the only way I'd see them on a consistent basis was if I still went to that church or if I go to that church. But that breaks my heart. That broke my heart, and it it really told me. It really, it really. <laughs> I see your comment, Luda. <laughs> it really told me. It sent very negative messages to my mind. Now, if that happened to me, I know that it happened to millions of other young people, and I know. And if you know, and if I didn't bring it to the forefront of my mind and work through it. I can only imagine like how many shame, shame tapes, shame stories, you know, all this is living in everyone's mind. So at this point, I kind of want to encourage myself and others to speak, uh, speak about shame in a more, in a more, you know, natural way, you know, because who, who else knows what is deposited in our, in our spirit, in our mind, especially if you grew up in a spiritual institution. So anywho, what do you think about that? Drop a comment below. Let me know how you're feeling. We're working through this. I know it's heavy. I know it's not an easy topic. I appreciate. I see your comments. I'm going to read your you all's comments at the end. Um, but I just want to stay focused on the topic. But yeah. Hella toxic. It's so toxic. And just imagine. Just imagine the people who grew up in spiritual institutions. How they learned how to build relationship. And hold each other accountable. You do not hold each other accountable through shame. You don't publicly shame your loved ones. When they're uh, behaving in a natural, in a natural way that you don't necessarily agree with. Now, all things considered, there's there's specific things that I'm not talking about, and I'll get into this in a second. But, um, yeah, like the scripture, I, I feel like in the healthiest context for me personally, I don't know if I, I, I it's rare that I bring other outside people, and the reason why I'm so confidential about certain things and I keep things between me and and others is situations like this. I I don't feel, unless it's like my friend is trying to go rob a bank or do something crazy, I'm not going to be like, hey, everybody, come listen to this. Do you hear what they're trying to go do? You know, it's like these young people had sexual desires, sexual and natural desires that was shamed in front of a group of people that probably don't give a fuck about them no more. Probably never did but anyway, my heart goes out to you. If you ever watch this, I think about you. now. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Man, I'll send a prayer for you. Good vibes. Um, anywho, these types of experiences do not send healthy messages to anyone about their body, desire, sexuality, or spirituality. I've had, I've met, uh, I've met different people in different walks of life that it's very rare that I've met people, unless I seek out different sources or people from other, other sides of the world, but never really here in the Twin Cities that, um, create space where spirituality and sexuality are synonymous and they, they come together. I believe that I believe, Ooh, who was I talking to? Who was I talking to? Oh, I can't even remember. But I believe that if your sexuality is suppressed, your creativity is suppressed. And if your creativity is suppressed, your spirituality is suppressed. Me personally, as a creative, I see how though I, though I am practicing sexual discipline right now, I'm more engaged in spirituality and creativity. And also I use, I still have sexual energy. I let it flow through different ways, but I believe that I don't suppress my sexuality anymore. And that way I can be more organized. I can be more uh, enthusiastic about creativity. I see creativity in a whole different way um, and things like that. But uh, just imagine that. And and yeah, I'm not even going to go off in a tangent because it's not even in the notes. So I'm going to behave uh, and stay focused. Like I said, discipline. But um, yeah, spirituality, creativity, sexuality—I feel like it's we're one, we're all one human being. And even if we go back to the frequency chart, there's no blocks in it. There's no—it's not—it's one. It's a—it's an upside-down triangle, and it's all one chart, all bleeding into each other. There is no block. Like this is where you feel anger. This is where you feel enlightenment. It's like—it's an experience. It's all whole. And so. Why would creativity, sexuality, and, um, um, and um, spirituality be separate? Why would they be separate? What do you think about that? Okay? Um, <laughs> completely outside of the church context, I believe that it's important to hold people accountable. But to publicly shame someone for their natural desires, legal desires are heinous, I believe. And I want to put emphasis on natural and uh, legal. What do you think about that? Spiritual institutions and other systems alike are known to publicly humiliate and shut down people to control them. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Explained on Netflix. I really rock with Explained. They have multiple series... um, and they have an episode. I think I've should, I've I've talked about this before, but they have an episode called "Cults Explained." And I promise you, I have watched that episode multiple times because I'm like, this is just it blows my mind. But it makes me think of it makes me think of my experience at church, how I grew up, and and just how I was like recruited, and like <laughs> church culture. But you can't spell culture. Without cult. Ah <laughs> church culture. Uh but yeah, I definitely believe that there's a lot of churches out there disguising themselves as quote unquote church. When when you look at church in this context in, in like the truest form and the root of where church actually came from and what it really means, you'll see that uh we're doing it fucking wrong. Okay? Uh trigger warning, okay? If you are not an institution or agency that addresses sexuality and sexual abuse with love compassion ethical in an ethical way honesty and free education that is not the place for me i will not be in your spiritual institution if you do not talk about those things okay um we live in a society that blames and silences survivors over spiritualizes and turns a blind eye to abuse um and we avoid the fact and truth of these things and honestly it's built the it, this system is built to protect the mediocre white men. <laughs> why would we even think to do those things? What do you think about that? <laughs> okay. Do you feel like you're living in shame in any type of way or capacity? Why or why not? Hmm. What do you think? Um and how do, How do you think we can come out of living in shame when you think when you th- taking it into context all the examples that I gave, and like I said, I'm speaking from a very specific lens um and when I know I talk about church and spirituality a lot, but that's not I don't believe that that's the only way i've I've been impacted by shame or you know things like that, but I think that it's really important to think of those person places or things or even friends, family members or even, um, outlets, social media outlets. I think that shame, we, we, we live in a shame-based world. Fucking environment. We live in a shame-based world. People use shame to control. And do I think that shame could be a good thing to an extent? And I, yes, to an extent, but like, like, like I said, have you no shame? Are you not ashamed? I think that shame can really, I feel like, I feel like, I, me personally, make it personal. Boom. Because I was, I was about to freak out. Let's work from the inside out. Okay? There have been times where I have behaved badly. I have misbehaved with my loved ones. The way that I um, handle a situation. The way I might communicate. Or the lack thereof. Or my behavior. Avoidance. Whatever. I'm a human being. And I'm going to be so human okay um there's been times where I've been ashamed of that when I move forward or have space from the situation and I'm like dang I could have behaved differently or I could have said this or now I know something different when you once you're made made aware you become responsible when you knew better you do better right and so in, in hindsight I'm like there are certain things in my life that I've done in the past where I'm like had I known better had I known what I know now I would have done it differently, and I'm ashamed I behaved that way. However, I, I can only move forward and become better, you know, uh, and things like that. And also, very very, I'm very particular of who I keep in close proximity with me and things like that. And there's some friends I've had to let go who operate out of shame-based like communication, shame-based connections, shame-based things. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't rock with shame. I don't operate out of shame. And if I ever, anybody in my life now, personally, if I'm not giving you enough space. If I'm not giving you enough space and you feel shamed. Or if you feel like I'm not seeing you or addressing you as a full human that you are. And uh, someone who's deserving of genuine, honest connection, vulnerability, love, honesty. Okay? Bring it to the table. Open table policy. You know, let's talk about it. Um, but those are some things that I feel like we can look to or create in our life or seek out in our life to come out of shame. Genuine and honest connection, vulnerability, love, honesty, um, and embracing our shadows. Me personally, uh, real, I want to preface this by saying um, I'm very new to shadow work. I've only discovered it in the last few months, so I'm not. I'm not telling people to do shadow work or, you know, whatever, but, uh, for lack of better words, I think, um, I think that when it comes to a shadow, I think that in a nutshell, a shadow of ourselves or our being is something that's been suppressed, something that's been shamed, something that's been shut down within us that we haven't necessarily embraced. Um, for example, our preferences, our desires, dreams, goals, sexuality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Feel like that's I'm speaking to uh, all of the world when I say that. But how many times have our preferences been shamed? How many times have our desires been shamed? How many times have our dreams been shamed? I can't. I can't count on. I can't. I can't count on two hands how many times I've heard someone say, "Oh yeah, my mom said that." Uh, photographers don't make it go far, or yeah, I can't. You know, um, I wanted to be a massage therapist, but that my parents said that, that wasn't a good idea. Or you know, I come from I come from a lineage of academia, and if I was to go do something that's not not a part of my uh, family's legacy, then I'd be shamed. My my family would disown me. Or I, I'm disowned because I'm gay. My family disowned me cause, because I'm gay. So <laughs> yeah, I hold that shame. Or things like that. So and goals. Oh, you want to do this? Oh, you want to do that? That's crazy. <laughs> nah. Mm-mm. You rock like that? I. You know, if you got people in your life that rock like that, I will pass you the scissors. Cut them off. Cut. It's a wrap. Because yeah, that's how I feel like. That's how the sides of us. Like when we when we suppress our dreams, desires, goals, and preferences, they come out the side of our neck. Okay. It's just it's you know and the and the great mama talks about that too. Check out her book. Um, in the meantime, it talks about unconditional love, but and, and trust. This is just a plug for Mama B. But uh, yeah, embrace your whole. You are a whole being. We are whole beings, uh, and not everything needs to be broadcasted. Not all of our dreams, desires, and wishes and goals and everything um, needs to be broadcasted some stuff we could just keep to ourselves and and work out with ourselves or you know what I'm saying I was having a great conversation with a friend the other day and we talked about how sometimes we have people in our life who really like try to pull out our stories and solicit our traumas and solicit everything you know that's 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 private information you know and sometimes like people who are in their process can trigger us to remember things and go through things that is really nobody else's business and that's why there is paid professionals to do this work so I believe that it's really important to know those boundaries and have those guidelines and also embrace those parts of you and like it's all connected it's all connected us we're little universes I believe that we're all little universes and it's all connected um and we should we should do what we need to do to protect ourselves and um and we don't have to word vomit to everybody that we meet but, yeah, genuine connection, vulnerability, love, honesty, and embracing our shadows and embracing the things that have been suppressing us and shamed within us. I think that that's a great way to come out of shame. Um, if you would like to support the sex talk, please feel free to donate or uh, be, donate at TSTTV143, Biggest Cash App, or Venmo. Um, Every dime that is donated to the sex talk goes right back into the sex talk and it's greatly appreciated. It does not go unnoticed. Okay. Thank you so much to everybody who's tuning in right now in this moment, everybody who's tuning in, in later down the road or consuming the podcast, wherever you're consuming this content under the sound of my voice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Another way to support is to share this information, share this conversation with a friend. I believe what we're doing here is real special and it's real different. And I want to honor that. And I believe that this should be a free. These are conversations I feel like need to be had in churches, in sex ed classes and, you know, with parents, with children, um, you know, uh, yeah, free education, I'm, you know, I'm not a trained professional. I'm just really passionate about this. And if I went through it, I'm, I'm, I'm under the impression that other, other people are going through it too. You know, we show up here every Sunday. I can't do this by myself. I can't have this conversation by myself. Um, but yeah, send this podcast and live to your friends. Have a really great weekend. Please be kind to yourself. Okay. And keep the conversation going from Sunday to Sunday. Like I said, I can't have this conversation without you. Deep bow to you. Take a few deep breaths. Take a bath. Do something to serve you today okay take care bye